mind and it's full dancing. That's full arm extension. <laughs> Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC. Oh, I've been corrected. Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC. There's no the. Shut up. Nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty, Major League Soccer. Do us a quick solid and click through on the Apple Podcasts. Rate and review the show. Definitely five stars. But primarily, tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player and why. From Danny Jackson to Clint Dempsey, just please know Freddie Lundberg. Yeah, the less that we have to say Freddie Lundberg on this podcast, the better. So do not put... Freddie Lundberg in the review. That guy's a real jerk. Unless he's your favorite player, in which case, five stars, Freddie Lundberg. Got it. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to Stephen from West Seattle, who is definitely not Brandon's brother, who reviewed us and said, Christian Roldan, because I only started watching intently a few years ago, and he has the most fire, drive, and emotion on the whole team. He is a team guy and will give his all every game. For example, playing with a broken arm last year. Could not agree more. Thank you, Stephen from West Seattle. Get your comments, and now we'll make sure to read a couple of them here from time to time. And you can be like, listen, I was on a very poorly listened to podcast. Now on to the soccer this week. The wound-licking Seattle Sounders FC take on, not actually in Dallas, FC Dallas in a battle for the gardening with Frisco Cup. <laughs> My God, I could have delivered that better, but that is very funny. Now, we're coming off of a really poor-looking performance. It was the CONCACAF Champions League. SCCL yesterday in Guadalajara, Mexico, Chivas versus the Seattle Sounders. We went in with a 1-0 lead in the aggregate, meaning you play one match here and one there, and then you add them up and see who wins, and ended up walking away losing 3-1. to one. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the way you want to do it. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. <laughs> it's official now. It's a segment. Hot garbage, hot garbage has a theme song. You which are means terrible at saying that. I and that's know. amazing. I'm I'll, better at saying Hanwala Buana. I'm going to say Roldan a hundred times, so don't worry. I'll mess things up too. Okay? Perfect. And Perfect. the Seattle Sounders FC. All right, so it's a look at what's hot, what's garbage, and what's hot garbage. Brandon, I'm starting. Chad Marshall's gross swollen eyeball. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, and like the first half and he just gets like a I don't know he goes up for a header gets hit in the eye in what is definitely not a head injury because if it was a head injury he'd probably have to retire because it would be like his 93rd or fourth. I think injury. he's got like a Humpty Dumpty thing going on where if he like touches head wrong, like yeah. it, it sends him shattering apart. Yeah, just just to give it a, a real visual to anybody who might not have been watching the match, it looked. I mean, it looked like he came out of a Rocky fight where he needed to have like a, his corner guy cutting open his eyeball to relieve the pressure. We are certainly not the only ones who said that, but that it looked like he had some sort of like uh, body jewelry inserted into his uh, eyebrow to make him look really cool in 2006. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, I was hot. Okay, that was real hot. That that was hot to everybody except for his family and anybody who might be concerned about his well-being. And literally everybody. And literally every other person <laughs> in the world. I say this I say that that was hot because it's so sad that we really don't have a lot to look at from last night's match that where we're like, "Oh man, that was I mean, yeah, Leerdam came on and he added some real pace. That was awesome to see that a guy who's been out injured and here he shows up and you see what you're missing from him. That's his first competitive uh, minutes of the season of the year. On top of that, McCrary, who's filled in great 
it was McCray on the right side, right? Yeah. He, yeah. That long throw in that he had, that's a game changer when your offense isn't doing anything and you got a guy from about two thirds down the field that can put one into the box. You got a chance to score when Roman Torres is playing. He like ran up on a throw in and I was like, what is going on? It doesn't on? take a set piece or a throw in to get Roman Torres in the center. <laughs> like our central defender, like the guy that's supposed to be the last line of defense is your most furthest forward player. I'm sad to say that. Uh, uh, oh, and I've got one more before we before the sad one. Uh, that kit, that keeper kit from Stefan Fry in the blue. Oh, why are we using that? That's hot. That is hot. <laughs> um, and then uh, shout outs to Guadalajara, I guess. Jose de Jesus Godinez. He had the dopest back heel to score the third goal for Guadalajara last night. It was so sick, dude. Like, like that's when you knew, when Clint Dempsey's getting yellows for hitting hitting people with his butt like he's that guy from Duke, when like when that's happening and then uh, they're scoring on back heels, you know this game is lost at that point. Yeah, that goal was world class. That's that's the highlight. That is if, When the hottest thing from the game is another team, is another team scoring against you, uh, you know it's going to be, it was a bad night. So we're going to have to switch now to the sad part of the game, the garbage, which is we could go for 34 mi- more minutes on what was garbage about last night. And I don't like saying that because as a Sounders FC fan, I want to see them do great and I want to find things that are awesome, but there's not a lot to look at from that. Uh, the pitch was garbage. Garbage. The the performance was garbage. Like we could talk positive about Chivas all night. Let's let's put it this way: the Sounders did uh, in Mexico what I did at my desk this morning, uh, the equivalent of what I did at my desk this morning, which was I spilled my big old cup of coffee all over and inside my keyboard, um, which is to say that it was a total disaster. I feel really bad about it, and it wasn't very fun to watch for anybody involved. Uh, so Man, to so say that I'm kind of like the Sounders today uh, in the fact that I'm very disappointed. That like never plays because it's always someone comparing themselves to like what a professional athlete can do. Like, oh, I'm not saying I'm like Clint Dempsey, but I mean, I'm just saying that I was pretty badass, my rap song. Or okay, This I actually give you credit for, Brandon. That is a great analogy there. Yeah, a disaster at my desk, a disaster in Mexico. That game was hard, hard to watch. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not just get past the keyboard thing just yet. Yet. Okay, I just I want to go circle back around on this. Was it your MacBook? No, 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 no. It was my work computer, so I'm not on the hook. All right, Intercom. Enjoy <laughs> the. When I like ask for a new chair in the studio, they're gonna be like, "Sorry, our keyboard budget is way over." <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but garbage. I mean, some of it you can't help. Right. This was very garbage. We had two substitute. We had to make our our hand was forced two substitutes in the first half. Now look. This is a competition, the CONCACAF Champions League. We're talking about the best couple teams from all of the leagues in North America and Central America playing in a big tournament to prove who's the best of the best at the club level. Okay, That means a couple best teams from MLS and uh, Liga MX and all these things are trying to compete. El Salvador and 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 so we've been traveling everywhere, but kind of garbage is that we're putting all our eggs into this basket at the beginning of the season on a game that is not even being shown on television, yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. kind. Of, that's kind of uh, the. I'm cool with it because we do need to increase the profile so we can get better players to come across. This in the last week's pod and everything, yeah. but that was uh, very difficult. So then to be streaming it on a, a little computer or whatever, and not wanting to like bother my wife going upstairs to go to bed and everything, and seeing within 35 minutes 
two injuries. Two out team. of and we and we had you know in soccer you get three substitutes, right? Right. So two thirds of those substitutes in a ninety minute game, uh, you usually save those those subs for what sixty five seventy is your earliest. Put some sub fresh usually. legs on. Yeah. Uh, Mex- where they're playing in Mexico is at altitude, meaning yeah. that the air is thinner. You're not going to be able to run for as long and as hard, which we definitely saw. Within five minutes, you got Will Bruin hitting the deck. He uh, picks up a head injury, concussion. It looks like they bring him off. Full credit to the Sounders. This is not one of those Seahawks Russell Wilson moments where he runs over days, gets in the tent for two seconds, and runs back out after literally one play. They pulled him from the from the competition, but that sets up a whole ton of problems. Yeah, and then and then we've already talked about Chad Marshall's bulbous eyeball uh, <laughs> keeping him out Gross. of the rest of the match. I, and and thank goodness that it's just. <laughs> I mean, I guess thank goodness that's an eyeball injury because maybe he'll be back for debt for uh, FC Dallas. But I don't know. Uh, we're gonna he be- looked miserable on the sideline. Like, oh kudos to him for going out with a not head injury right. and playing for 10 more minutes. But then when they finally pulled him, it was crazy to see him over on the sideline. He looked like messed up from it, man. He, he, he had just been... gone 10 rounds, man. And he's only been like. playing for 20 minutes out there, so he shouldn't even be that gassed, despite the fact that Chivas was t- like had their foot on the nuts yep. of the Sounders. Yes. Of Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know that that first half was garbage. It really didn't set us up for that second half. For that, our last substitute is a defensive sub, right? Kelvin Leardam on for uh, McCrary off. I would kind of argue though that he like made a huge offensive impact because <laughs> he was like the only guy that like was motoring out there when everyone else is either m- m- the Chivas had taken their foot off the gas a little bit and or off <laughs> our nuts a little <laughs> bit <laughs> and. Leardon was out there making plays happen. Like the only two people that kind of were generating much offense were McCrary on throw-ins. Yeah. And then Leardon from the bench. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Both defenders. It was garbage. It was all garbage. Uh also you really see what the team is missing in a Nico Lodero. The guy has now this is his second full season, third year with the Sounders. He has a foot sprain. He's not going to travel. And boy, does this team really miss him. We saw in the MLS Cup in Toronto that they put Michael Bradley on him and shut him down, and there was no offensive capability for the Seattle Sounders FC. And like maybe that should have been an indicator for a dullard like me that like he's pretty important. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, you go into this game without even the option of of Nico Ladero, so that's rough. You also go into the game without the option of a ton of starters that are usual starters for this team. Yeah. So and then injuries on, galore. And then on top of that, you get two more injuries. You pick up two more bad injuries that who knows if they're if they're going to be ready for the next MLS match. So. Uh, all that to say is Nico Ladero uh, and your bald, now currently bald head, needs to get back to uh, uh, health as fast Check as possible. Check out the Instagram or wherever he posted that where he shaved, he bicked his head, man. Like yeah. He is looking squeaky clean. He's, he's trying to get some shout outs off of that Men in Blazers podcast. <laughs> I, I hope he gets one, man. I know, bald, balds always win. So, without Nico Ladero, what, what ends up happening to a Seattle Sounders squad for somebody like I, I always think about like my wife is such a wonderful lady and she puts up with all of my crap and year round soccer between the prem and the summer and she tries to really understand what's going on for me right <laughs> but so to explain how things work when there's fluid play through the middle when you control the middle part of the soccer field the pitch and you have someone that can see opportunities it gets the other defense moving and tired and it exposes there's like weaknesses so Sounders roll into this match needing to just keep this one goal advantage in order to move on and immediately are exposed 
by a much faster, more fit, more in-season team in Chivas. Okay, Without a Nico Lodero standing in the middle and getting these passes going, we saw all kinds of garbage passing from the Sanders, specifically in defense. But without a Nico Lodero there getting those plays going, it was a lot of boot the ball way up forward, hope that someone gets on it. I always like to describe uh, Lodero as a player who pokes holes, right? So he might not be always tearing that big hole that's gonna that's going to uh, create the goal, right? But throughout the match, he's constantly just like trying something here, trying something there, and he's making the defenders have to think, "Where's this next ball going?" He's poking holes until he's poked enough holes that the whole thing breaks open. One mistake from a defender, um, one slip up, one guy runs or turns the wrong way, and we've got a goal. Without somebody poking those holes, all we're doing is lobbing them from midfield trying to get uh, the ball to a center forward who uh, our biggest center forward and, and strongest guy went out within the first, what, 10 minutes of the match. So at that point, you miss a, a Ladero guy. Uh, you're really missing your a lot of your offensive capability. He and really it was clearly ap- apparent. There was yeah. no one else that was filling that in. Now, another thing that we saw that was uh, unfortunately kind of garbage, and I feel for this guy so much, Chad Marshall goes off. feel for that guy, too. Yeah. But they bring on this new signing that we had in the offseason, a guy from Korea via China somehow. Um, Kim Ki-hee comes out to play his first competitive minutes as a Seattle Sounder, and it did not look awesome. No, and you've got, I mean, you've got a language barrier, right? The the key to defense, we talk about this all the time, is cohesiveness. Yeah. Um, and you've got a guy from, uh, a great defender from Panama in Roman Torres, our, yeah. our, who was captaining for the night. Also our, not a bad offensive guy. No, and not a, <laughs> as we've learned. That's a striker, pretty a, good. Yeah. And you've got a guy from uh, Korea who doesn't know much English yet, and that was apparent in him accidentally tweeting that he was starting the match uh, beforehand. <laughs> Uh, when he really wasn't, uh, and that was just lost in translation. Also garbage. <laughs> so also garbage. Possibly hot garbage. Uh, but you've got these two guys. I mean, a he probably wasn't even expecting to see minutes because how often are you uh, subbing on a center back uh, late in a match unless you're really trying to shut it down, right? Yeah. Or if you're just, or if if you're way ahead and you need to get some guys some minutes so he has mm-hmm. a chance to be out there. Yeah. Uh, Ross Fletcher, former commentator for the Seattle Sounders FC, t- once told me that the isolation that these guys feel when they go to a new team is intense. You show up, not only are you not at home, you don't know how things work in this new place. And that could be moving to Toledo, God forbid. But you show up to Seattle from China, from South Korea, and you have no idea of the customs. And then on top of that, he might know some English, but he's not a native English speaker. Then you send him to Mexico for his first opportunity in another foreign place, in a strange circumstance of being at altitude, at what, at being called on unprepared without a real chance to get super warmed up. This is like a lot of factors that go into this guy having to be good and you notice that they fall into certain behaviors Chad or uh, Roman Torres and him were in step the whole way he knows how to his instincts to slot in the position are there but clearly the pressure appeared to have uh, gotten to him yeah and I and if I was a Sounders fan as I am but if I if I was anybody who watched that match um, I would not read too heavily into his performance last night because um all of, all of the factors that you just mentioned, right? Uh, he he he's somebody who we brought on because they think he's going to be quality. They think he's going to be a really good um, backup to either Chad Marshall and Roman Torres. Uh, should we need it? He's a player that has a, a a high ceiling, as I as I would imagine the coaches would say, as as Brian Schmetzer is so keen to say, a high a player with a high ceiling. I want that jersey. A rough night. Yeah, a rough, rough night. night. I'm still fully believing in him. I wonder if they anticipate him at some point being. A, like a real fixture in that central defense. Yeah, I mean, who knows how much longer Chad Marshall has uh, 
in his career. Definitely not a head injury. With with def, if he keeps having these, definitely not head injuries. Yeah. we might see it come to a conclusion faster than we want to. Um, we know he has at least this year with the Sounders. Uh, Kim Ki He. I'm not sure the the details of his contract, but I I imagine they wouldn't bring on somebody like him without hoping that he might stick around for a little bit, especially when you bring him on with uh, Tam Money, which is a whole freaking whatever. Uh, I don't thing even know what that, that is. Does, yeah. But you got a chance to train with Jimmy Traore too when you're out there, right? So that's, that's right. That's Champion, a- Champions League real uh, UA. Champions League champion uh, Jimmy Traore. So hot, we got that sweet Chivas goal. Garbage, we have like pretty much the whole second half for Seattle Sounders FC. How about hot garbage? I've got something. Um, yeah, I want to hear yours first, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Again, I think about when I'm framing the show, trying to talk to obviously soccer fans have a million ways to get this information. They're on Twitter yelling about everything and everything, right? But when we're trying to bring new people to understand the Sounders or someone who wants to casually, we have to figure out how to communicate to this, this to them. I spend a lot of time watching soccer. My wife sits down to spend quality time with me while I'm mad at television. And she, she never has a grasp on the offside rule. We've probably gone over it like 30 times or something like that. I'm going to She's going to understand someday. Like, I'm going to one day say it correctly, and so she's going to understand it. But she doesn't look at me like she does understand it. She goes, no, I still don't get it. Okay? And she tries each time, but I'm just not communicating effectively. I feel like the referees, the assistant refs last night, someone explained offside to them, and they're like, you get it? And they went, yeah, I got it, with clearly no idea how it works. (laughs) The refing last night for both teams was hot garbage. It was unbelievable how many offside calls were incorrect. If I was a Chivas player, I would I I don't know how I would handle this because it was I would punch the microphone twice like I just did. <laughs> it might as well have been you or I out there trying to do offsides for this match. Yeah. Because unbelievable. We're both like, you know, Soccer. in halfway okay shape, but like these guys got to run up and down the field. There's no way that we would be able to uh, keep up and like and and even if we could like we're big dummies we're never gonna be able to like you know what the, the rule is the yeah. yeah but it's still it's intense to have to do this but you're at you're supposed to be validating this tournament as a thing to judge the entire continent by yeah. and you can't get a guy that could raise the flag at the right time or you'd hate to think that maybe there's uh there's some favoritism being shown oh yeah now. You brought something up. Thank you for the nice compliment by saying I'm sort of in shape. Okay. Hey, I said we. I said we are in halfway decent shape. I I don't think either of us had altitude. I I hiked no, in I Denver t- last week and it was terrible. I took that as a compliment. Okay, unlike most of the time, like earlier, I I received a um, I got a haircut yesterday and I received the compliment. Somebody said to uh, somebody said to me, your haircut makes you both look younger and thinner. To which I can't accept a compliment, typically, and all I hear is like, oh, good, I typically look like I'm old and fat. <laughs> so, I wish I, could, I wish I could appreciate compliments better. I know this person who complimented, comp, air quote, complimented you. <laughs> no, 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 she definitely did. <laughs> it, to, to be fair, full disclosure, it was Brandon's wife. Yeah, it, it, who is a hairstylist. And I appreciate that take because I'm like, yeah, if a hairstylist says my hair's good, nice. But she also lets you look like that, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah, I'm supposed okay. to be nicer to you. My, my wife told me I was too mean to you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't accept that compliment. I'm like incapable of understanding that type of praise. So yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you right. for the nice. I'm in halfway shape, <laughs> which I well, I didn't take as like you're only sort of fat. <laughs> man, God damn it, man! The Griffith family is just like dumping on you today. You guys are hot garbage. Oh, yeah. No, my hot garbage. Oh yeah, sorry. My hot garbage. My real hot garbage from this match. Um, look, I'm not a general manager. I am no. a, I am a 
Uh, I'm a person who... You're a decent journalist, <laughs> as I recently said on a podcast. Yes, on somebody else's podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've got, I've got beef with this, too. Oh, I want to... Uh, we'll hear, the, the, we'll hear that later. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry, no, unless you want to talk go, about it. Go, go no, my hot, hot my hot garbage. Okay, look, I'm no general manager, as I've said. I'm a regular guy, um, but... But you do have Google. I do have Google on my computer, and guess yeah. what? Yeah, our depth at uh, at Striker is incredibly uh, low right now. So and, wait, uh, Mercer Island's own Jordan Morris. Yeah. So let's let's go through this. Mercer Island's own Jordan Morris out with the ACL injury for the entire year. Uh, Will Bruin just went down with a concussion in like the fifth minute of this and, game. Yeah, and it. Yeah. Will we see him on Sunday? I doubt it. Yeah. Um, even our our young guys uh, are nowhere near yet ready to carry this team. So really, we're leaning on Lamar Nagel to carry us through the summer. We can talk about that a little bit later. Who was the number three, uh, war number three on uh, S2 those years ago? Uh, Andy Craven. Oh, war number three? Yeah, he wore the number three on his... Uh, are you thinking of Olex uh, Anderson? No, no, no. I'm thinking of uh, Darwin Jones. Darwin what's that, Jones. What's that guy doing? Uh, he's in Tampa Bay, I think, playing I, for a team. Anyway. I don't care. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, knowing this, knowing that we're going to need to sign somebody, fans are outraged, right? About the fact uh, they want our general manager Garth Loggerway. Look, if you're listening, Garth, I got to tell you, I've got Google, and I did this thing where Huge I looked fan. up I looked up a bunch of uh, available strikers in world soccer, and there's some pretty good names on there. Jamie Vardy, sign Jamie Vardy. He's a one man party. He is a one man party. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Hey, uh, Jamie Vardy is a striker that came out of nowhere. He's like, you think that he would probably fight the guy from Deantward yeah. if he had a chance? <laughs> Deantward, sorry, that's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Uh, the guy Ninja. I feel like they would yeah. have a fist fight. It would be pretty interesting. You might yeah. like as they were fighting, you might probably couldn't tell which one was which. <laughs> Jamie Vardy could probably grow a ha- uh, mustache about as well as I can, which is bad. Uh, a Premier League champion also. For right, right. He's played in the Champions League. Yeah, Jamie Vardy plays for Leicester City. Anyway, he's a player who I I think that if you threw a bunch of money at, probably still wouldn't come play for us. However, however, Garth, there were a bunch of other names on that list when I Googled it. Suzuki so, Ichiro? Yeah. Ichiro, uh, calf strain. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, Ichiro Suzuki on the merit. Yeah, if we had to bring in Ichiro, I'd be cool. Man. Yeah, man. I'd be cool. I want, Ichiro could do whatever, man. He could teach me how to paint a house or make me dinner. Like, whatever he wants to do. Just come on over, buddy. Yeah. Um, so, Garth, if you're listening, again, if you need any help with the Google, uh, just let me know. I know how to use it, and he, I can find you a player. He's Brandon MG on the internet. You <laughs> yeah. can find him there, okay? Okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> so, hot garbage, hot garbage. Huge success this time, I feel like. But now we've got to move on to the fan outrage on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's always my favorite thing. Win or lose afterwards, going to the internet and finding what people are saying is the best. And people are mad, man. People are so mad online. D- don't read the murder one, please. I, I feel like that's not appropriate. No. I, I feel like we shouldn't talk about that. But th- that's what it got to, is murder tweets. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, people are real pissed off at Garth Loggerway, who is the, the general, general manager, manager yeah. and, and president of soccer of the Seattle Sounders. That is his official title, by the way. What general manager and president I'm of president soccer. Of of headphones. Were you elected? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm the president of this microphone. For now. For now. Um, (laughs) You're up for re-election this year, and I'm running. Yeah, well, but that's what's funny. I've got Mercer money. Garth Lagerway is actually uh, up for somewhat of a re-election. This whole democracy in sports that Sounders FC has, where fans are able to vote in or out, maybe not vote in, but vote out a general manager should they think he's not doing a good job. This year, his contract... We only went to two MLS Cups with you. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. So people are so mad online about Garth 
Jeff Lagerway, uh, and whether or not he should remain based on the performance that they saw last night in Mexico, based on the performance that possibly in the MLS Cup final last year. Anyway, so I would like to read some of these angry, <laughs> sure, angry sure. tweets. Maybe I won't say the names. Uh, he said a tweet, a, a tweet, couple of Rainiers deep and arguing about Garth. Well, that settles my GM vote. <laughs> yep. Uh, you don't fire Garth for this. You fire Garth if we play now, from now until summer, with Lamar Nagel as our first slash second forward, <laughs> which is a very good point. Honestly, like this tweet is deserved. I do, I do think that Garth has some like he has some gravity, right? Because he's he's taken our team to two MLS Cups in two two straight years. He has. Um, you know, got us to somehow win one of those MLS Cup. Yeah. He's brought in guys like Nico Ladero, Victor Rodriguez, Magnus, who I think could be a really good on this team. He's done a very good job. However, our depth at striker is so bad right now, man. And we got to bring in somebody. And he said, you know, I've got confidence in this team and blah, blah, blah. You know, Garth, you're right. Like, this team is good. Um, but we do need to bring in some players. Uh, if we do, like, can Lamar Nagel, uh, a guy who's been a journeyman in the league, who has uh, really put up some goals for us in our history. And, and and he's been so solid. He's the type of guy that gets contract after contract. Not necessarily always here, but like he's never like pushed aside either. He keeps landing in places and getting minutes. So to come here and as a depth guy who's going to be solid and always perform at like a at a level that you need for your backups to be able to do it's awesome he's just not your like explosive game changer every week and can he carry us until the summer right like we we've seen how frustrated it, how Plus frustrating you gotta, you it can get be past the world cup like there's so many guys that are going to go play in the World Cup. We're going to lose some as well, like our Nico Lodero. What happens to the team then? Then our like central offense is gone. Yeah. So when that happens, then you got all these guys that are burnt out from playing a full season and then World Cup and then come back. It's going to be a minute yeah. for everybody in the league. And that and that's kind of where our hot, our hot garbage lands and this fake outrage lands is like I I am firmly in the camp that like Garth has done enough at least to earn a little bit longer with Come this on. team obviously right how quickly we forget I know and so I'm firmly in that camp however I do see these points we do have to bring some people in we have to bring in a striker we have to bring in some real offensive attacking talent in order to get this team to play at the next level if we if we want to be one of the best clubs in North America we have to spend money we saw LAFC who a beat us one nil, even though we put twenty two shots on. Yeah, but look at Rossi, the guy that they, they their went, star that they picked up. He's young. He's so good. They go and thump RSL five to one. They picked yeah. up some real big good players. We if we want to compete with that same kind of talent with an expansion team, we got to start spending some money. It's uh, it's not as easy as it once was. Now with the Atlantas and the LAFCs of the world, the the now dinosaurs of the Seattle Sounders and the LA Galaxy, got to start hustling, man. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Also, good to see Portland having such a terrible start to the year. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Sporting Kansas City for dropping four on Portland. I love to see that. Uh, Makes just, me feel a little bit better. Just a couple quick headlines. One we saw on the Instagram of Jordan Morris. Uh, he's in a uh, in a hospital bed, ready to get operated on, with the, clearly a huge map drawn on his leg of where the surgery is going to be. It's just a smiley face. But uh, a successful ACL surgery done. They say he's not coming back this year, but Garth Lagerwey might not be coming back this year, so maybe that doesn't mean anything. Hopefully they give him the full year to recuperate so he comes back next year a stud, not this year compromised. That's kind of the thinking there. Also, a quick note, David Estrada, a former Seattle Sounders FC player. He's played striker before in the midfield. He had a hat trick in a game several years ago. What do they call that? The St. Hattrick Stay hat trick or something like that? He's a guy that's a fan favorite. He's been brought back as a player for S2, which has kind of got to be hard on the the old ego, but also as a veteran 
in a coaching position, on-field coach helping these guys that are you know anywhere from 16 to 20-something years old that are finding their way, having a veteran guy out there that can has scored a hat trick at the level that you're trying to get to is an important person, especially if he's affable and likable and can help these kids move along. It's great to have him back. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, that's an amazing leader, especially with as the team takes a new uh, step in their journey, having moved to Tacoma, this being the first season in Tacoma, first match being this Friday. Um, Cheney Stadium, Cheney sharing Stadium. it with the Rainiers, a huge turnaround to be able to make a soccer pitch fit on that field without the mound, filling in the, the dirt with grass. It'll be interesting to see how what the learning curve is for the crew there, the grounds crew, to make that happen. Yeah, and I think Estrada, to your point, he's going to be a really good uh, piece of stability for that team moving into this new year where there might be a lot of questions about their effectiveness and their ability as they move to this new city. Looking forward, a preview for this weekend, Sunday, 2 p.m., match week number two for the MLS, FC Dallas welcoming Seattle Sounders FC to Toyota Stadium. Again, 2 p.m. on Sunday for the Gardening with Frisco Cup. That's wonderful. You're very, you're very funny. I like that. Uh, things to look forward to this weekend. All-time FC Dallas on the road. We are 10-9-13. and 13. To me, you can't really look at past seasons. Sometimes history, and there's a little bit of... Like what do you call that? Where there's like get the uh, monkey off your back a little bit. But this is a pretty, pretty wash. Average, yeah, yeah. Like you don't know what you're gonna get when you travel there because it's been so split. Last time, uh, the last time that they met, the Sounders had a four nothing win against FC Dallas at home. At though. home, yeah. And 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 what's interesting about that is you know you had two goals from uh, Will Bruin out. You had a great game from Nico Lodero out. You had a goal from Victor Rodriguez out and you had a goal from Lamar Nagel. So uh, it's an actually interesting note about Lamar Nagel. Interestingly enough, Lamar Nagel is second in Sounders FC history when scoring against uh, FC Dallas and he's got four goals all time against FC Dallas only behind <laughs> Clint Dempsey and Brad Evans who both have five. Brad Evans may his soul rest in barbecue heaven. Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> uh, Nagel it might not be the man as we've talked about. He might not be the target striker that you want up there for a full season. However, he might be the man for the, the job in, in Frisco. And heroes and villains, you gotta hope that it's Lamar Nagel that we're talking about as the hero for Sounders FC. Or anyone else can show up and make that happen. You gotta think of Clint Dempsey, a guy from Houston, must have some sort of like innate hatred for Dallas. Maybe that's the type of thing that gets him to to put in another great effort because he you know, not only does he score a ton of goals against them previously, but also he looked fired up in Mexico, so that's definitely a possibility. When it comes to villain, what are you looking at here? Who should we keep our eyes on, Brandon? I wanna say Blas Paris. Man, <laughs> Blas Paris is a guy who he used to. He doesn't even play for them anymore. But it's got to be him, right? Like See, I can't think of an FC Dallas team where he isn't the worst person. It's either that or Rudy's ponytail. <laughs> yeah, Max, Maximiliano, I think is his name. A Rudy. Great name. Uh, yeah, it's a very great Strong. name. Yeah, uh, his ponytail is probably worse than mine, which mine is pretty bad. All right. It's pretty bad. Well, it's time now that we take a look into the ultimate identifier of what's going to happen. We're going to head over to near the Space Needle where there's that little hut that like they do the psychic readings in and take a look at our crystal Pepsi ball. Brandon, give me your prediction for what we're going to see on the road at FC Dallas Sunday, 2 p.m. Uh, here Seattle time in, uh, in outside of Dallas, I should say, in Frisco, Texas. What do you, what do you expect here as a result? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say I think we're going to drop it two to nothing to the bad guys, and I think the goals are going to come from a Rudy 
and an own goal. Because right now, and I'll say this, FC Dallas's current goal uh, score leading leading goal scorer for the season is own goal. So I want I think that Arudi's going to get a goal, but I would like him to not be the leading goal scorer cuz he's a former Timber guy and blah blah blah. We got to negate it. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying. So, so I think we got to get another own goal. Unfortunately, I think Roman Torres is going to put one in our own net. <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> that's fantastic. For me, I think I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic than the last couple weeks, Brandon. Sounders by nine. 